often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 518. I am your host, Josh Ulbricht, recording once again inside the Slapbox Penthouse. And, uh, and I, I guess out of the gate, uh, nothing, nothing too bad has happened this week. So that's a plus. Last week was, you know, shit was not great. Not great. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot of recent updates on Mr. Jeff Burton. But uh, last Shelly did tell me is he had started pain management there in the hospice care. So it means they're drugging him up and stuff. And he did receive his mail from the point. So if you, like myself, had sent him something in the mail to the point then he had uh i guess it was this last friday he got it in there before then he uh received that mail i don't know if he had a chance to see my letter and get the rock or if the he had liked it i hope he did i hope he did uh i'm still holding that faith that he can survive i was just reading on uh the old googles the interwebs about uh, how many per, uh, people survive hospice care. Was, I'm getting omnicarehospice.com. I don't know how. Well, I guess NPR says one in five hospice patients uh, are discharged while still alive. And I guess the omnicarehospice.com says about 11%. Of them get discharged, what uh, are live discharges? So I guess that means, because I guess initially you're put in hospice care for six months, and I guess at the end of those six months, the doctors review your status, I guess, and then determine, you know, if you need to continue down the path you're going, or, uh, you know get discharged but apparently there's a good chunk of people that do get through it I mean one in five uh, like on this over here it does say that uh, in 2014 about 1.3 million patients had received hospice care so 1.3 of that 1.3 that 11% of that that's quite a few people I'm not going <laughs> to figure the math on that but uh, that's still quite a few people that survive. So, you know, hopefully he can uh, turn things around because when apparently when patients do go in there, um, they do go into remission sometimes. And I, I, from what I gather, Mr. Burton has received quite a bit of... Uh, Messages of, you know, support and everything while being in there. I'm not sure how much mail he got, but apparently it's quite a bit. I know that uh, people have commented a lot on, like, uh, the Points Facebook page and such. And uh, from what I understand, he's... <coughs> they've uh, Either he himself has read the, the messages or his family members are uh, reading them to him. I'm, you know, I would imagine... There's probably not much for him, you know, to do. He, you know, he can't go out and do normal stuff. You know, he's a big guy or a guy that's you know, into uh, the great outdoors. He likes hiking and running trails, and he's not doing that now. So, and he's not going to work. So, I would imagine he's got probably time to uh, hear people's comments and stuff. Um, probably listen to a lot of Blue October. Um, so yet not a whole lot of news on that front. Uh, I know the point had an event 
uh, for Jeff at uh, the Hot Shots, I want to say in Maryland last night. I'm not sure if Shelly attended that or not. I had to work this morning, so there was there was no way I was going to be able to attend that. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, hopefully things go go well. Um, other than that, uh, you know things are things are yeah, you know all right. I'm broke as shit. <laughs> I've got to spend like no money in the next two weeks. That's gonna be fun, unless I use like my credit card. As uh, I've you know, I went a couple of months there with uh, not a whole lot of overtime, and uh, I'm cutting things real close here. Uh, the penthouse is not cheap, but I the last few weeks I've worked a lot of overtime. So after the, the fourth, I should have money again. Be able to go out. I do have that amp, so I can stay in and play the amp, which I am... Oh, I didn't mention. I was going to get to the... I forgot. That was after the last episode I recorded. Um, as I found out last week, as uh, after the whole Burton thing, I was just, you know, already things weren't going good. But I thought, maybe, hey, maybe I was going to get that Adam Jones guitar, and that would be some some brightness at the end of the tunnel. At least I'd have some some fun to do. And uh, according to Musician's Friend, they pushed that back all the way till April 28th of 2023 when they're supposed to get stock in from Gibson to be able to send me that fucking guitar. As uh, That's a downer. I, d- I don't know what the holdup is. Obviously, you know, every fucking company and, and such has gone through uh, shortages as far as materials go and everything. And... I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Um, guitar manufacturers have been hit hard, I know, because whenever the pandemic hit and everybody was locked inside, guitar sales went through the roof because what the fuck else are you going to do when you can't go anywhere? You know, whip out a guitar, play. I mean, that's what I did. I bought the uh, Tom Morello Signature Strat with uh, one of my stimulus checks. <laughs> I don't regret that to this day. That guitar is fucking great. It's fun. Though now I'm playing my Les Pauls so much more because you know I'm trying to get that Adam Jones thing going on and eventually I thought I was going to get this guitar. I don't know, I'm starting I I don't have a whole lot of faith that musicians friends going to help me out at this point. I'm worried that they may end up just canceling this guitar. I mean, if they the release date for this thing was like March 28th. 28th or 29th. That's the day I ordered it. Of this year. <laughs> that means they won't get stock in for over a year. And according to the guy I talked to last at Musician's Friend, they have yet to receive any stock on it. Um, Which the initial person that uh, put in the sale for me, she made it sound like they, I don't know. I've, I've gotten mixed messages from them. Um, but the last guy I talked to, he said they never actually had any stock. And knowing <laughs> with this knowledge that I wasn't going to get this guitar in. And uh, the 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 knowing that like, oh, well, at least I got nine months before I have to worry about paying anything for this this guitar. Like, well, you know what? Not that I had any cash in the bank. <laughs> but I figured... I could. I, th- I have a normal credit card. I could just go to Guitar Center. It was last Sunday. They were open till six or seven. The one there in uh, Crestwood, up on Watson Road. I uh, I used to go by there a lot back in the day, like twenty plus years ago, probably when the star store first opened, like my early days of playing guitar. Place was like Shangri La to me. <laughs> I bought. I bought a few guitars from there, I believe. Well, I bought at least uh, my uh, second Fender Strat that I got. The first one I had was actually a Squire that I had bought from somebody that was selling. They someone had uh, that I didn't know. It was like a friend of a friend sort of situation. I'm not sure who owned the co- guitar originally. It had been passed down a few times, I think. Somebody had spilled some soda all over the guitar and decided they were going to refinish it themselves and then, like, took all the paint off but then never did anything with it. 
I got it for like a hundred dollars. In hindsight, that was like in the late nineties. <laughs> and shit, Esquire now only costs like two hundred something dollars or whatever it is. I don't know. I haven't like priced them in a while, but you know they're the cheap version of a Strat. And uh, I wouldn't think like a hundred dollars seems expensive for a, a Squire back then. Either way, I mean the guitar worked. It was an electric guitar. Just it didn't have any paint on the body. Um, it did it did its job, <laughs> and uh, I wish I would have kept it. But I. I must have given it to somebody or sold sold it. I don't, for the life of me, I can't remember what I did with that guitar. I had an acoustic before that, and that I'd left at my ex-girlfriend's house. I had planned on just breaking that and, like, setting it on fire. It was such a cheap piece of shit guitar. Um, I'm sad I at le- didn't at least break the damn thing. <laughs> that would have been, I guess, kind of cool to keep. I, I don't feel bad about that one. But for some reason, like, uh, that first electric, that seems more important to me. But uh, I really don't remember what I did with it. <laughs> I have no clue. It's so weird that I, I don't remember that. It was such a important event getting that guitar and all. You know, I, I don't remember <laughs> what happened to it. I don't remember the first amp I had. It was a little practice amp. And uh, couldn't tell you what the name of it was or anything. Maybe that was figured in with the price of the guitar. Maybe that's why it was $100. If it's a combo, that then I can understand it. Th- that might have been the situation. I don't have pictures of it or anything. It's, I don't know, it's weird. I'm pretty sure I don't have pictures of it. Um, but anyway, I keep digressing. Guitar Center, I bought a, my st- second, like my first real Strat. It was a non-Squire. My first brand new guitar, I think. I think that was the first brand new guitar I got was uh, that Fender Mexican Fender Strat from uh, Guitar Center, and I also got a fretless Fender bass from there. That I know what I did with that. I gave it to uh, the old roommate uh, Tony. She's uh, used to play bass and stuff, and when I moved into their house. When I gave them uh, some of my the instruments I had, and uh, the old drum set I had, I uh, gifted that as well. Um, but uh, I I don't know what I did with that first Strat. Uh, it's bugging me so much. But uh, yeah, I, I would go to Guitar Center and like I drop a bunch of money on. Uh, you know, I bought. <laughs> I want to say I bought that Strat and the bass right at the same time. So it was like six. It was like three fifty a piece, I think. And at the time, I just wanted to play. I wanted to learn how to play drums, bass, and guitar. And uh, you know, I would have had a lot cooler guitars, and you know, possibly a tube amp and stuff instead of the valve valve state uh, Marshall half stack I got. Had I just you know, like you know, maybe hold off, hold off on. <laughs> On drums and stuff. Just focus on the guitar. Maybe actually learn how to play it right. Uh, instead of buying the drum set and bass and such. But I don't know. I had fun doing it. Just dicking around. Um, wish I would have actually had lessons though. That would have been a lot cooler. Or if you know. I w- YouTube would have been what it is today back then. To where I could just go on there and learn shit. That would that would have blown my mind. I would have been such a better guitar player now. Because back then, I would spend hours on end playing guitar. Because I didn't do anything else. I didn't have, <laughs> and I didn't sleep at all. I slept like maybe two hours a, a night. Uh, a lot of times now when I work overtime and shit, I still end up not getting a whole lot of sleep. But it hurts me a lot worse now to not get sleep than it did then. Like that was just that was just life back then at twenty years old, and such. I guess I was fifteen when I started, but I continued playing a lot through like my early twenties. <laughs> and uh, then you know I'd have periods of time where I didn't really touch an instrument much. But uh, anyway, yeah. So 
because of the fact I wasn't paying for that guitar anytime soon, I was like, you know what? I should get a better practice amp. <laughs> I thought about a lot of different ones that I could uh, get, and I've watched a fuck ton of YouTube videos on it. Um, through various YouTubers, Anderton's Music. I'm a big fan of their their uh, channel. I'm a sub, and uh, they are a uh, UK-based music store where they have a great YouTube presence, uh, a lot of great musicians and stuff on there, very entertaining. And uh, many other. Uh, Daryl Braun, guitars, he's a good YouTuber. He's a Canadian, I believe. Um, I don't know. There's just too many of them to name. Fucking uh, Ola England. He's a Norwegian, is he? He's a metal player. He's fucking fantastic. His Willet Chug series. Good shit. Good shit. But anyway, through watching all these various YouTubers, I've uh, tried to decide before showing up at a guitar center on what amp I would get. And I was going to just get it off Musician's Friends so I could get some more points because I'm part of their points club. And, you know, maybe I could get a free pedal out of it and shit. But I really wanted the amp, like, right away. The, you know, the shit that was going on, like, I just wanted to get an amp and <laughs> have immediate gratification. Also, I wanted to play with it at the store a little bit, get a, get a feel for it. And uh, so I went up there thinking that um, I thought about the Spark, uh, Positive Grid Spark uh, amplifier. It's uh, It works well also as a Bluetooth speaker, but it's got a lot of cool features to it. It's not like a regular amp. It's You can use your phone or <laughs> iPad with it, and then, of course, you can uh, have all kinds of different cabinets and amp sim simulators on there as well as effects pedals and uh no analog stuff at all on this i mean it's all just digital stuff and uh i thought about that and like it's cool because they you know you can have all kinds of people upload their own mixes as far as effects and everything goes to like emulate someone else's tone and uh <laughs> You can make your own and upload it and everything, which is cool. But, you know, I've got, I love effects pedals. I like the real deal, the analog, the good feel, just stomping on a box, being able to set the effects on the pedal and everything. And I don't know, I just like having that, uh, the stomp box, man, the pedal board, all that good shit. And really what I wanted was a uh, just a little practice amp. Nothing crazy. In my head, I'm thinking, you know, like 15 watts. Let's not <laughs> do anything too stupid here. And uh, I figured uh, I just wanted something with a – I couldn't get a tube amp. I needed something quiet enough that I could play inside the penthouse since I share walls with my neighbors – I didn't want to uh, be obscenely loud, <laughs> you know. Obviously, I wanted something, too, that I could hook headphones up to. And that's another problem with tube amps. Yeah, you know, with a tube amp, you got to really crank the sound for it to sound good. The The tubes themselves had to he- have to heat up for you to get the good sound, the goodness out of a tube. Nothing, nothing quite like a tube amp, but... Uh, also, you can't just hook up headphones to a tube amp. So all the way, all around, just not uh, not a good idea. And of course, the f- <laughs> the first amps I I plugged into, uh, which I had been thinking about a lot of Fenders. I had thought about a Marshall um, practice amp, and after watching these videos. But before I, before before I stepped foot in the store, I was I was leaning toward more towards Marshall. I know a lot of the YouTubers suggest the for practice amp they like the Spark, just for like practicing or like the Boss Katana, and they've got a lot of emulations and stuff on there. And but I wanted something more of 
more like a normal lamp. Um, I just wanted something to, that would work good for uh, effects pedals. I wanted something with a good clean channel that I could, because I could use that Boss VH4 uh, amp in a box pedal. That's basically like an overdrive pedal, but I mean, it really gives you that Adam Jones tone. <laughs> or at least it gets you most of the way there. And uh, I wanted a good, just a good, solid, clean channel, and I was really leaning more towards the Fender or a Marshall. Fender's got a lot better clean tone than a Marshall. Um, and I had seen videos on the uh, Mustang. I think it's like GTX or something like that. Um, but it's like all, all just like digital emulation stuff. And uh, when I, I, I did, uh, when I got there, I saw they had, you know, a lot of the uh, Fender amps I was looking at on uh, on YouTube. But of course, the first one I plugged into was the Blues Junior, the tube amp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I cranked it loud enough to get any of that sweet sweetness out of it, but uh, and it was way out of my price range anyway. But I was like, oh fuck, there's. I I mean, I just had to plug it in there. I got a. Uh, they let me just you know they gave me a cord when I told them I wanted to look at an amp, and uh, there was only like an hour or two left before they closed, and I I don't think it, I think they were all just on cruise control. <laughs> less and then uh gave me a guitar cord like pick any guitar you want and uh any amp whatever just plug it in there i don't care set the store on fire i don't know <laughs> and so i wanted to just find you know a good les paul and uh i was surprised with the many uh like boutique it seemed like almost boutique i don't know they're boutique but there was a lot of brands that i just wasn't real familiar with on the wall i think it's because the issues that you know manufacturers are having uh getting stuff in like Gibson obviously is having fucking problems <laughs> damn it uh i didn't want to go with the gibson though i didn't i still want like my first experience to be with a gibson to be my gibson you know just something about that um but uh so i found a les paul an epiphone les paul i think it was uh it was a Les Paul standard, but I think it was like a 50s or 60s standard reissue. And uh, I don't know when I played it, the fret. Imagine the uh, I don't I don't remember if it had uh, push pull pots to where you could split the coil or anything. But I mean, if it was a 50s or 60s reissue, it sure didn't. I don't know. I don't even think I even tried to pull on the pots, but. Uh, the fretboard was not great on that thing. It was a uh, rosewood, and it was like shitty rosewood, and <laughs> the, it was real gritty. When you try to uh, bend the strings on it, like it was just, it would drag. Created that drag. It was like sandpaper trying to bend a string over sandpaper. But uh, anyway, the guitar was doable. I I got the sound I was looking for. It had humbuckers. You know, I wanted to see what the scent, get an idea of what the amp would sound like in my Les Paul because that's the important thing if I ever get this damn <laughs> Adam Jones guitar plus I do usually use my Epiphone uh, Les Paul here the uh, semi-hollow Les Paul that I've got and uh, so I, I plug it in to the Blues Junior just briefly and uh, there was another uh, guy playing guitar near me and stuff and I didn't want to like crank it because there was other people in the store I don't know. I've never felt too comfortable playing in a <laughs> in a music store loudly. Um, I uh, I guess self esteem or or whatever. I just don't want to be a nuisance. But uh, I did uh, very briefly play the tube amp, the Blues Junior, and then I uh, plugged it into the uh, Fender Mustang. Um, it was a fifteen watt, if I remember. Um, do do I want to say it was the GTX? I think that was it. I'm looking at a picture over here. Um, and it had uh, I want 
whatever it was. It wasn't a 100 watt. It was, I want to say, a 15 watt. It wasn't the GTX. It was a Mustang amp. And uh, it's a modeling amp. And it, it just had all these presets. And there was just some of the presets seemed all right and everything. It just didn't seem like there was a whole lot of control over the tone as far as I, I was having problems not using the presets. It was not, I wasn't enjoying it, wasn't liking it. And uh, I had seen a lot of videos on the Fender Champ. And I had thought about, I think they have like a 15 or 20 watt, something of that, some smaller ones. And uh, that's really what I was, uh, man, I, I saw they had one of those, but the, all they had was the damn 100-watt <laughs> one. And uh, like most of the amps they had over there, they actually uh, had, uh, oh, you know, maybe it was the Mustang LT25. That might have been the one I played. It's like a 20, 15 or 25-watt amp. Uh, <clears throat> but I wanted the traditional, you know, like uh, analog controls and everything, which the Mustang does not have. And the the Champ does, but I, you know, this <laughs> the Mustang was super cheap compared to the Champion. And uh, I had really wanted... Again, just like a clean channel, but I also, you know, wanted a little bit of room to play around with shit. Um, I just wasn't crazy about that Mustang feeling. And then that, the Champion, I wanted, I didn't didn't really want the 100 watt one. Because again, the whole point of it was to play in my house. If I ever really want to like play out, which is probably unlikely that I'll ever do so at this point. Um... I've got a Marshall half stack over at the Muffin Hut. <laughs> it's plenty loud enough to uh to make some fucking noise. And uh it's a classic classic amp. But then, you know, going there at the store and seeing that fucking Fender Champ sitting there in its hundred watt glory. Now it's a solid state amp, you know, it's not valve state, it's not fucking tube. And, uh, which is good. It's got a, uh, headphone jack on it. It's got an auxiliary in so you can put your phone in there if you want to, like, play music through your phone through there while also listening to the sound of your guitar. So if you want to learn a song, it was very nice for that. Um, and, uh, but, uh, oh man. I mean, there's no USB connectivity. On the champion, unlike the uh, the Mustang, which you can do, but uh, <coughs> there's, it's like the champions, like like the Fender Mustang has got, uh, I guess, more fancier stuff. Like technology wise, is like, ooh, I can do all this stuff using this. They call the Fender Fuse software and all this bullshit. But I just want the old classic controls of an amp, really. <laughs> You got uh, treble, bass, effects level, gain, volume. And uh, I, I ended up buying the Fender Champion, the 100 watt. And 100 watts is way too much <laughs> power for an amp if you're going to have neighbors that you share walls with. Um, but I went ahead and did it. I got the 100 watt, and I was just like, well, you know, if I ever want to take this somewhere, <laughs> I mean, I can plug it in headphones at home. And then go over to a friend's house or something and amp it up. And it's a lot easier to lug around than the Marshall half stack. It's heavy, but it's nowhere near the the heft of the Marshall half stack. And I wouldn't have to carry two things. It's one one thing, whereas the half stack is the head and then the cabinet. <laughs> The uh the head's not too expen uh too fucking heavy on the the half stack, but that cabinet is pretty fucking heavy. Um. But uh, let me look at some schematics here on the uh the old uh champion. Uh, as uh do 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 do. 
I did go with, again the Fender Champion 100, and I could have gotten a lot better deal on Musician's Friend. I ended up paying over four hundred dollars for a brand new one over at uh, the Guitar Center there, um, which I could have gotten at like at least a hundred dollars off. Going on Musician's Friend, could have gotten some fucking points to go towards a, a pedal and stuff. But this was you know immediate. I didn't have to pay for shipping though, so you know that's something. And uh, I got to play with it there. And, man, I initially, I kept the box. I still have the damn box thinking, um, <laughs> and I was concerned <laughs> about uh, that I was going to, because I paid with, you know, credit card. I'm like, you know, I'm going to probably regret this here soon. <laughs> and, uh. Like the first night, like it was cool. I didn't play on it a whole lot, and I was really the reason why I wanted to buy a new practice amp is because I've been practicing on this little tiny orange amplifier that is, uh, I don't know, it was like 40 or 50 bucks. It was like the smallest thing you could get for an amp as far as orange is concerned. And you didn't have, there's just not a whole lot of controls over the tone. And it doesn't pick up a lot of the uh, the highs on it. It's got you can get all kinds of good sound on the low end, not shit for the highs. And it was just a muddy tone because I mean I'm I'm also using a diesel VH4 pedal into it as well as several other pedals, and that thing is just not designed to <laughs> I don't think take on a full pedal board. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it it works not when you use the speaker because that just sounds like complete shit when it's a speaker. But in the headphones, it's it's doable for just you know practicing. But if you really want to get a good so- sound, not great, not not real great. Especially again out of the speaker, it sounds like real shit. <laughs> um, but if you're just pra- just some simple practice and stuff, it's you know it's okay, I guess. Um, but I, I grown past it. I'd grown past it and I really wanted to get the sound closer to what I, I, you know, hear on the said like tool albums and such. And when I was playing around on the champ and, uh, they've got, uh, of course it's hundred Watts, you know, we'll go over the features here. It's dual 12 inch fender special design speakers, two twelves in that bad boy. Um, there's uh two channels uh basically a cling and then you can uh put the I th- or no I guess there's uh I think you can put gain on the first channel too. Don't quote me on that shit. <laughs> um it's a single input. There's uh then you got effects on there. There's reverb, delay, echo, chorus, tremolo, vibratone and other effects. Then there's uh different amp voicings and distortion types which is pretty cool. So basically you can make it sound like a different version of amps. Uh, It's got the amp mod. So the amplifier features digital amplifier modeling encompassing a variety of amp types, old and new, US and UK, and more from classic Fender amp sounds to modern designs uh, voiced for specific styles like uh, metal. It's just like having uh, several amps in one. I found to get my Jones tone. If I put it in the jazz amp, want to get more of a better clean with it, and then kick on that diesel VH4. Mm, mm. Lovely, lovely. Like, uh, see on the voicing, it says like tweed, jazz, blackface, metal, and British. I put that sucker in the jazz. And then, uh, <coughs> of course, the effects, man. This is where, oh. Some good shit here with the onboard effects. Now, there's not a whole lot of control over the effects. Like, there's just, like, basically a volume knob, but, like, it it controls how much of the effect is on there. So you can't... There's not a whole lot of control over that. You can tap, though, with, like, the delay. There's a tap button, so if you want a certain... You know, a certain rhythm on the delay or whatever, you can put that in there. And I guess that works on the tremolo as well and a few of the other time 
Well, it might work on like say the chorus. I'm not sure. But uh <laughs> the coolest fucking effects on this is it's got spring reverb. Oh. Oh, I love me some fucking spring reverb. I've been like a fan of uh surf guitar sounds. That sweet sweet tone from the the legend that is Dick Dale. Um <laughs> Uh, with the, uh, the iconic song, if you've ever seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, you've heard some fucking Dick Dale. Uh, like Miserlou, I believe is how you pronounce that. Fucking Dick Dale, man. Um, I gotta see if I can pull up that fucking song here. Uh, which, well, I, obviously I can, but we'll see if my uh, internet connection abides. It should, hopefully. I have generally pretty decent internet connection. Oh, damn it. Helps if you spell it right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> fucking, oh, there's a Guitar Center Sessions with Dick Dale. He, he passed away just a, a couple of years ago. Um, it's a, it's a tough one. He was a left-handed guitar player, it should be mentioned, that uh, I believe Hendrix started this way as well, but Hendrix eventually changed it. But Dick Dale didn't know <laughs> that he was a lefty. He would play a right-handed guitar with it strung for a right-handed person, but he would play it left-handed, so he was playing the strings upside down. And then he, because he learned to play like that way, he just, like, kept doing that, even after he found out, like, oh, yeah, you <laughs> you can just restring it. And, and they, you know, occasionally you can come across a left-handed guitar. But, uh, holy shit, man, he fucking great guitar player and that spring reverb sound um which I'll play this at least part of Miserlou uh here in a second but uh if you're unfamiliar with spring reverb it's that uh it comes from the old Fender amps the old Fender tube amps that they that had come out around like I guess the 50s and 60s era whenever like the Beach Boys first came to town and all that stuff and uh, Dick Dale really uh, was a, a pioneer of a lot of the surf rock. And he would, like, destroy his, like, Fender amps getting that tone. But it's like a drippy sound. That's, and it's just so good. But I have it in my amp because I've been wanting to just get an effects pedal. And I was like, well, fuck, it's got spring reverb in this bitch. <laughs> I think that might have been what sold me on the amp, too. I was like, holy fuck, it's got spring reverb. I don't care. It's 100 watts. It's Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, here we go let's play some oh shit it's probably gonna play a commercial son of a bitch damn you Samsung and Google get out of here with your what song is this fucking commercial I've seen 10,000 times alright here we go three seconds I feel like I'm back in radio two one going hot (laughs) there it is It's just so good. That's so good. Uh, but holy fuck. He played with Stevie Ray Vaughan and stuff. I forgot what song they did together. I believe it was a cover or something, but he played with a lot of people. Um, yeah, He only passed away. It was just a couple of years ago. It might have been 2019. I'm not sure. It was fairly recent. It's been like three or four years. I believe it was before COVID. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But... Uh, Oh yeah, and you had bands, of course, like the Ventures. They were an instrumental surf band that they had. Uh, they would do like Wipeout and stuff, and uh, you get that fucking spring reverb that just sounds fantastic. I was rocking the other night the James Bond theme, which has got that nice little spring reverb to it, and oh, oh, put the Strat in the fourth position. Spring reverb, fucking way to go, man. That sounds fucking amazing. It does not sound good on my Les Paul. But on that Strat. <laughs> Strats are the way to go. Which I think pretty much all the uh, 
old surf players were probably rocking strats or uh, probably tellies. I mean, they were rocking Fender amps. That's where that that just sound just fucking so good. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't do the. <laughs> oh, as man, if I could play like that, I'd, uh, I I don't know. It's like. Oh. Like, thinking about it, it's like, man, if I could just blow myself, you know? If I could suck my own cock, I'd never have to leave home. Like, I don't need to do anything else. <laughs> I could pay Ms. Relu and suck my own cock. Uh, but I can do neither. I can sound. I can make my guitar sound like Dick Dale's. Like the tone, you know? But I can't play the damn song. It's like being able to have a Russian accent but not speak Russian, you know? Yeah, the, the, which is yeah, at least a Russian word. <laughs> I can mimic. <laughs> I can mimic the tone. Just can't mimic the, the strategery of the uh, <laughs> the playing of it. I can do the James Bond theme song though. Which is I guess I guess it's something. <laughs> I've always loved that. But uh but yeah, so that that's been a positive side as uh that's been fun. And I I did have like the first couple of days of playing that amp I was like, "Oh, man, this is really dumb. Now my credit card payments are going to go way up." <laughs> In a time when I'm fucking broke. Uh but uh <laughs> And eventually, theoretically, I'm going to have to pay for a $3,000 guitar, but I should have at least nine months if that ever happens. <laughs> uh, I still am playing the Powerball, though, so you know, perhaps at some point I could still get the Adam Jones Custom if, if that should ever come to. Uh, but I, I almost freaked, had a panic attack today. I mean, I wasn't that panicked, but there was a little, like, oh, shit. Because I've always been worried more so to the fact that like I, it's, it's understandable that I could play this like Powerball and stuff with the same numbers for the rest of my life and never win. I'm fine with that. <laughs> what would drive me crazy is if I neglected to play at some point which there's been a few times I haven't played during COVID, during the lockdown. There was a few times I didn't go and buy a ticket. We're on fucking lockdown. <laughs> I didn't have any money. But uh, I felt awkward, you know, just going out to buy a fucking lottery ticket. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, I uh, I would be... I don't know how I could ever wrap my head around the fact that if I was unable to get those numbers that day and those numbers won <laughs> I could I don't think I could ever recover from that. I would be like watching Stranger Things, which I've been going back through and watching the whole series again. Side note. I don't know what I was thinking the other day or the the one show when I was talking to I don't think Willie was in love with Mike. No, he's definitely in love with Mike. <laughs> Because I thought that initially, and then I was like watching like near the end, and I was like, "Oh no, he's just freaking out because of Vecna. He's being all weird." But like, "Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, he's in love with Mike. <laughs> it's definite. There's no, there's no ambiguity there." Um. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. I completely lost what I was saying there about uh, <laughs> like Stranger Things, and. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> See, this is also what sucks when I don't have someone in here with me talking to to bounce ideas off of. They they can help refresh my brain, as it were. Uh, which I guess I could pause it and then go back <laughs> and see what the fuck I was talking about. But then, I don't know, I might fuck up the audio or something. As, uh, but uh, it probably wasn't that important. <laughs> Uh yeah, going back and watching Stranger Things. It's uh it's something else. Still good. 
I feel like I almost went back to what I was <laughs> getting at there. Uh, Stranger Things, though. Man, I am looking forward to the fifth season. I, I guess that's going to be the last one. You know, they could have plenty of spinoffs and such. It'd be good. Oh, I had something I was going to... I was talking about... I was going to bring up Freddy Krueger there. the Mr. Robert England being in there. The craziness that I was going to turn into. Robert England, if the, the Powerball thing happened, like if if those numbers hit and I... uh complete I mean I would completely be gone I would be like Robert England scratching that table I would have taken glass or razor blade I believe is what he uses a razor blade and just stab my fucking eyes out <laughs> if this fucking numbers hit I don't know that I do that I really like my eyes if I'm gonna live and fucking like to be able to see things um <laughs> but uh I might burn something I belo- that belongs to me. I don't know, like my car or something weird. <laughs> I'd still end up having to pay for it. That would suck. But uh, my my brain wouldn't wouldn't function right after that. I'd be scratching the desktop with my my fingernails that I haven't cut since those numbers hit, and I didn't have a ticket. Kitty, chill out. But uh, the reason I couldn't get a ticket earlier for the the powerball drawing because they're uh i guess the servers from missouri lottery were having issues but the machine that they had at the gas station i always get my tickets from the machine that they scan the card for your numbers wasn't working and they said yeah we have problems all day and so I'm like fuck <laughs> What if those numbers hit, man? I could really use that buddy right now. So I'm like, fuck. And so I did have a little bit of cash that I've had in my wallet for quite a while. When I was at Chinooks, I got a quick pick for the Powerball. I was like, fuck, let's get a Mega Millions quick pick too while I'm at it. And uh, which is like up to 700 something million. But I was like, damn it. I still got to I still got to get those numbers as Agent Mulder's really flipping out. He must be freaking out over me talking about the lottery thing. Because um, obviously he's concerned. Because I, I did promise him if if I did win a jackpot that I'd hook him up with some more cat trees. So, I mean, he's like, yeah, dude, come on. <laughs> you promised those new cat trees. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, so I ended up going to a couple of gas stations, like a different gas station, which like, fuck, I thought they had lottery tickets. They didn't. And then uh, I got, uh, I went back to uh, the gas station I generally go to because I know they have the machine. Because not all the places, if they sell the lottery tickets to, they don't have it to where you can pick your own numbers. I know this gas station does that. So I'm like, fuck, go back there. Going back to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to, as TLC taught me to do. I just waited several hours in between. And thankfully the stuff was up back up and running. I got my numbers. So they'll most likely not be drawn tonight. <laughs> That's the odds. That's how that works. Had I not gotten it, it would have fucking hit tonight. And I would be stuck in some kind of home somewhere, clawing at a desk. I'd be in prison, just scratching, scratching away the desktop fucking my fingers all up talking to myself talking like Freddy Krueger probably saying that I'm your boyfriend now Nancy (laughs) you know (laughs) just quoting lines from A Nightmare on Elm Street and maybe talking about some sweet sweet song that saved me an angel (laughs) I you know again like I I talked about it weeks ago like what would be my Vecna song but I don't know I don't know what my Vecna song would be I mean it, it maybe a Tool song and what tw- if it was a Tool song I'm not sure maybe Jam I guess Jambi would be my go to maybe Eulogy used to be my favorite until Ten Thousand Days came out and uh, 
you know, there's so many <laughs> Tool songs are like there there's not like a whole lot of positivity by it. I mean there is and there isn't. But it's not like just like I don't know, it's just like uh I I'd kinda want my Vecna song to be a little bit more upbeat, like a come on Eileen. Which sounds like almost like you're going into a porn, like come on Eileen. It's not like you're asking Eileen to come on. It's like you're coming on Eileen. It's like Bukaki for uh, Eileen. Um, <laughs> which is a totally different thing. Which reminds me, holy shit, before I went to work this morning, I was going to talk about this on the show. That's good. I, I, I remember this. Um, like right before I went to work, I, in the mornings I'll, I'll uh, when I'm getting ready, like eat my breakfast and stuff, I'll, I'll watch a little YouTube and then maybe toss on some Netflix. And uh, Fox, chill out, buddy. Agent Mulder, calm down. And uh, hold on, I got, I gotta give this cat. <laughs> oh, chill out, buddy. I'm gonna pick you up. He doesn't like to get picked up. As he tried to run away, as soon as I did, I thought maybe if I just put him in my lap, he'd calm down. There's no, oh no, he's just gonna claw up the furniture. Um, anyway, I watched this video <laughs> on the YouTube's today uh before work here and i'm gonna see if i can pull that up it's probably too probably watched too many fucking videos since then it's probably not in my my feet i watch youtube videos a lot it's kind of what i do yeah holy shit oh it's not in my oh here we go view all as uh i gotta pull up the youtuber here the (laughs) oh I catch the guy's name this morning. The name of the video, I don't know, it just popped up my feed. Like it says, it's got a little thumb thumbnail of it. It's like the picture of Weezer of off the Green album, but their eyes are blacked out, and uh, with a black strip. And it says, "Who can we trust?" The name of the video is "The Hash Pipe Conspiracy" from the YouTuber Mark But Evil. <laughs> I feel like he spelt butt wrong though. It's just B U T. It should be B U T T butt evil. Should be like some ass evil sort of situation, but holy shit. I don't know. I was just like, oh, this is about Weezer? I didn't know it like it it was like top of my feed for some reason. I've never watched any of this guy's videos before. You know, I've watched plenty of Weezer videos. Perhaps that's why it showed up in my feed. I don't know. YouTube's got some weird fucking algorithms going on. But uh, <laughs> I'm watching this shit. And uh, they bring up, of course, they're talking about Hashpipe, the song that is. And uh, the big gap of time between uh, Pinkerton and the Green Album. And he kind of sets it up like uh, how a lot of people bitch about because Pinkerton's uh, you know, fans go either, like the, there's a lot of diehard Weezer fans that think that after Pinkerton, like Weezer really sold out, that they just weren't the same band because Pinkerton's like a real experimental. It wasn't as big as their first album, the Blue Album, but they really, they really experimented a lot on there. There's some good shit on there. I'm a big Weezer fan. Um, but <laughs> and then they come back out with Hashpipe. And, you know, Hashpipe kills it and stuff. And, uh... <laughs> oh, the, I never really thought that much about the meaning of Hashpipe. You know, it's a song that really gets stuck in your head. I got my Hashpipe. Whoa, whoa. Got your big cheese. Um, but <laughs> I never really realized that there was such an argument over, like, the lyrics of it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but there's uh there's quite the uh apparently if you go on different sites they will say different things about hashpipe and uh, I I didn't actually watch any Weez- uh Rivers Cuomo interviews on it but uh this video gets into it and like he talks about he's like I'm not going to get into all the shit about them selling out or anything this is essentially what he said but he's like I want to get into is uh, there's I guess three different lines in there that people uh, 
debate. They've never officially released like official lyrics for the thing, which River Rivers Cuomo likes to screw with people. So I'm sure he's tickled pink that uh, <laughs> there's arguments over what he's actually saying in there. But there's uh let's see uh the lines in there. Let's look at the pull up the lyrics. Lyric find. Um which I'm gonna say that this is uh damn it. What? You motherfuckers, that didn't Oh, there we go. Here's here it is. Okay. Lyrics for hash pipe. I can't help my feelings. I'll go out of my mind. These players out to get me because they like my behind. Which it should be noted, Rivers Cuomo has said this song is about a transvestite prostitute. Um, there's some gay sex. <laughs> which is so fantastic that this song became so huge. Uh, which is like possibly their biggest hit. Um, which is fucking great. It's fucking great. Love it. And I'm thinking a lot of people didn't realize about <laughs> a lot of what's going on in the song. Anyway, these players out to get me because they like my behind. That's not in question. They like my behind. That's right. Those players trying to get up my ass. Let's see uh, more lyrics here. I can't love my business if I can't get a trick down on Santa Monica where tricks are for kids. Oh, come on and kick me which a lot of people think it's not kick me. They think it's kiss me. And apparently in later performances, sometimes uh, Cuomo, Rivers Cuomo will uh, say kiss me instead. I think, he, again, he just likes to fuck with people. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? He's having fun with it. He's having fun. Um, so you, uh, go, come on and kick me. Whoa, whoa, you got your problems. Here's another one of the lyrics in question here. I've got my eyes wide. Eyes is an eyes that I'm using to see these lyrics wide. Eyes wide. There seems to be <laughs> some dis- debate there that he's saying ass wipe. <laughs> if you listen to the song ass wipe, like I'm wiping my ass, wiping the shit from my ass. Or that he's saying ass, again, ass, like the shit comes out of ass wide. And re- referencing, I guess, that he's, like, spreading open his cheeks ready for a big hot hot fucking sausage to go up there, up his meat sleeve, his back vagina. Um, <laughs> which I'll get to in a second, but I I have my own, my own feeling on that. And the kick me, I think it's pretty obvious that's kick me. In the original recording, it sounds like kick me. I don't think there's any... Any other way to hear that? I don't hear kiss me. I hear kick. Kick. Um, but uh, then the other one, uh, you got your big G's, like G-S, G's. You got your big G's, which a lot of people think is big cheese, which I don't know. Big G's is supposed to be like, like money-related. Big cheese doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know. Do you ref- is there a reference to a penis as a big cheese? <laughs> Let's see. Big cheese slang meaning. Let's see what. <laughs> That's like a higher up. You know, like big cheese is like uh, the big boss, the big cheese. Um, but is that anything to do with a big cock? <laughs> But maybe maybe he's talking, you got your boss. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You got your problems. You got your big cheese. <laughs> Does that mean your boss? The G's, I guess. I guess G's is what he's really saying on that. But the, the one that I, which seems to be the consensus of the most people that says the big G's instead of big cheese. Most people seem to be cool with the kick me, which I'm full on board with the kick me, but the eyes wide is what you get from the mo- like the bigger people as far as lyrics are concerned and like uh, online stuff. They'll say eyes wide. If you watch the video and put up the closed captioning, it says eyes wide. But it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like that. I hear ass wipe, or not ass wipe, ass wide. 
wide. I don't hear the wipe. I hear ass. Wipe and wide are so close. It could be either or, but I'm thinking ass wide. <laughs> and I think it fits the song better. I got my ass wide. Oh, oh, oh. I got my ass wide. <laughs> and I like it better. I think that's, I think it's, I feel like Rivers might just kind of fuck with that. <laughs> just people in general, like, oh, tonight I'm going to do ass wide. Tomorrow, let's do ass wipe. Tomorrow, eyes wide. And then who knows what else on Thursday. <laughs> but I don't know, this video was pretty funny. If you if you find that on YouTube, it was a good, the hash pipe conspiracy. Check that out. Mark but evil. It was, it, I don't know, it was kind of funny. I never knew there was such a big argument over the lyrics to Hashpipe. <laughs> I just thought it was a catchy song. It was a great Weezer song. Whoa, whoa. Gotcha, Hashpipe. Or I got my Hashpipe, yeah. I got my ass wide. <laughs> oh, you got your big cheese, buddy. You got your big cheese. Big, you got your big cheese. <laughs> uh, there's yeah, there's there's a Weezerpedia, which just just sounds great. Of course, there's a Weezerpedia. It's Wikipedia, but for Weezer. Um, you got your hash. Yeah, you got your big G's, motherfucker. Um. <laughs> Uh, there's three official remixes too, where you can find it, and uh, I guess they, I hear heard one of them on that video, and uh, <laughs> oh, holy shit, there was censorship of Hashpipe. Uh, Hashpipe was banned from UK airplay due to big wigs, the big cheeses, as it were, <laughs> at Radio One, taking a stance against the drug reference in the title Hashish. Um, the title is sometimes displayed as H star, star, star <laughs> pipe on some television channels, notably MTV. However, there has been inconsistency of the censored song title. Geffen records anticipated these censors and originally didn't want hash pipe to be a single citing the song's title and lurid content as inappropriate. And the aforementioned half pipe version was occasionally broadcast by radio stations I felt more comfortable with the skateboarding reference as opposed to drugs, which I think I kind of remember that I got my half pipe, which doesn't sound as good. I got my hat. If you're going to be a transvestite prostitute, you're going to have to cope somehow. Imagine you're going to get attacked like it sounds like in the song. Uh, go on and kick me, you know, and uh, it's probably not a great life. A prostitute in general is not probably the greatest life. So you're probably going to want a hash pipe, but I feel like they're going to get more shit than your normal prostitute, as it were. It's it's just not a great job for, you know, people to uh, give you respect, I guess. And, it, you know, you got to cope somehow. So a hash pipe just, just goes to better. Like, I don't think a half pipe's going to do much for you. <laughs> Except maybe get you injured. Um, <laughs> uh, there's... There's got to be, damn it, I thought there was more to uh, the debate, As, uh, I, which I, I sadly, I didn't realize there was such a debate over the ass wipe thing. Got your ass wide. Uh, fun fact, the uh, song was uh, partially inspired by the uh, song Peter Gunn, which was the theme song for the TV series of the same name, composed by Henry Mancini. Um, Rivers apparently heard it, uh, had played an old video game, Spy Hunter, which was a classic fucking game. Spy Hunter was fucking great. Um, and he, he took the, kind of the guitar part from there, borrowed it. Um, and I guess a, a friend's band, they had kind of used something similar. Uh, but damn. Uh, 
And the opening lyric, I can't help my feelings, I go out of my mind, appears to be a direct quote of the Beatles, you can't do that. As uh, it does say here, there is some dispute among fans over the song's correct lyrics and no official lyrics sheet has been released. They remain up for debate. Examples of disputed lyrics are eyes wide, ass wide, I swipe. Oh, I didn't hear about the I swipe. That just doesn't sound right. What the fuck is I swipe? Ass wipe and big cheese or big G's as in money. Um, got your big G's. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully other people can be, you know, watch out for that while on their next listen to Hashpipe. And why wouldn't you listen to Hashpipe again? Just that guitar part's so good so good it doesn't have any spring reverb but it's pretty solid i mean it's not like anything too over the top complicated but it's just got that ding, 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 that bass in the back and then the uh gnarl, snarl of a tone <laughs> uh anyway yeah i, th- I think i'm about good here i know i've i'm just, Excited to finally get to, to see the rest of Saul. As I, I am like uh seen the last two episodes, of course. And uh but I I still think there's a good chance I'm gonna kill Kim. But I'm wondering if Kim's gonna end up like working for Gus or something. Now that there's a time hop in it. Obviously we're gonna see Walt soon. And only a few episodes left. But uh that's that's definitely something good to look forward to. And I got more spring reverb. As I'm uh, I'm about to, as soon as I stop recording here, I'm going to go play uh, Game Night over at Jackman's. They're playing some board games, so got that to look forward to. Other than that, uh, yeah, I I guess we're good here. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.